Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. And as you hear me say in the interview today, I didn't know a lot of the background about Mahisha Dellinger and her amazing company, Curls, before we hopped on this interview. But so many of what Mahisha says is what I believe in and what I preach and what I share every single day. She started her company 20 years ago before social media and has built an empire for people with curly hair, like myself, which you wouldn't know because I don't wear my hair curly very often, but Mahisha has been very inspiring in terms of trying to embrace that curl and maybe embrace that change a little bit. But founder Mahisha Dellinger pioneered the newly natural market when she launched Curls back in 2002. The brand was one of the first four brands to launch the category at Target, and you're going to hear her talk about that today. 2022 marks Curls' 20th anniversary year, which is huge. Mahisha has also built her expertise into an empire in its own right, spreading her entrepreneurial skills through an MBA-style program, Black Woman Making Millions Academy, that is set to help 25,000 businesses with over $450 million worth of free resources. I'd love for you to come on in and meet the amazing Mahisha Dellinger. All right. Today on Dear Founder, we are talking about a topic that I actually don't talk about very often. I talk about my hair a lot on Instagram, but I don't talk about the fact that it is so curly. And I was so intrigued when Mahisha Dellinger was pitched to me because she has created an empire for curly-haired girls and boys and men and women and everyone in the curly hair world. And so, Mahisha, welcome to Dear Founder. I am so excited to hear your story. Thank you for having me. Of and course. I can't wait to see those curls. I have to see that. <laughs> so take us back. You have built an incredible company. It's 20 years old. And yeah. I, I love what I know about you already. And I feel like I'm going to find out so much more right now. So take us back. Tell us how you started your company. Tell us why you started your company. And let's get into it. Absolutely. So um, what people don't know about me is that I did not set out to be an entrepreneur. I actually thought I was going to work for Intel, retire from Intel, be that good corporate citizen and rise the ranks and do amazing things. Well, when I when that dream was uh, nixed and I, you know, dealt with corporate racism for the first time, I was devastated. I was I didn't expect it. I never had experienced it before. And so I was kind of shocked um, and didn't know how to process it, what I was going to do next. It was 
you know, a very stressful time because this manager at Intel put me on a corrective action plan and that was his way of getting rid of me in six months. So I had to create another way to make money for me and my young daughter. You know, I was a young single mother at the time. So during that process of, of realizing, you know, Kat, I have to figure this out. I have to figure out something else because obviously this is not where I thought I was going to, where I thought I was going to land is not where I'm going to be. And entrepreneurship became that next thing. And I thought about a few different business ideas. I had a few ideas. One was very similar to the American Girl doll. Oh my God. Isn't that the most successful <laughs> toy brand? So anyway, the next idea, and there are a few others, but the other idea I came up with was natural products for my hair, organic products for my hair. I was a newly natural mom that had stopped relaxing and I stopped coloring my hair two years prior. So the search for products for me, ethnic woman, curly hair, needs oil, needs treatments, didn't have a lot of options on the ethnic aisle. And obviously the mass marketed gels and hairsprays and mousse and all those items didn't really work for me either. They dried my hair out. So I did my due diligence, which I always recommend for everyone I mentor to do. I researched to see if a product for women of color Natural, natural products, organic ingredients for textured hair would be sustainable. Would it be something that other people would want besides myself? And I found that yes. And that's when I decided to launch it and, and go for my dream. Um, I was at Intel still um, for a little bit. I was through that six month journey with that manager. And I winded up um, hiring a cosmetic chemist. I started doing my R&D process. I created prototypes of the four initial products I went to market with and started my website development and, you know, launched. And then after, during that, well, after the launch and through the process, I left Intel and went to work for Pfizer. So at that time, I mean, it worked out perfectly because I could not have had a brand like Curls working at Intel. Intel is such a demanding place. So sales is flexible. Sales gives you the ability to learn how to sell what you need as an entrepreneur. Because I was going to be pitching buyers later. I need to sell my brand to other people, investors, whatever I need to do. Every point of the way had some sales skills that I learned from Pfizer that I actually used in my business. So it was beneficial. I was able to see all of my doctors by noon. So when I came home, I was working on curls from noon on. And that's how I did both. I went, I was the first rep in the doctor's offices and I would see them all by eight, by noon and come home and work from noon on on curls. And I reinvested every dollar that I made from curls back into curls. And I used my money from Pfizer for my living. And I did that for three years until I couldn't do it anymore. And then once I left Pfizer, um, I just continued curls full time. But I waited until that mark where I felt that we we had cultivated a strong enough cult following that we had enough sales success and you know history to actually sustain itself and for you know me to be able to grow it. One of the things that I love so much is that you just said we had a cult following. And I want to point out to people that Curls Beauty Brand had a cult following before social media was huge. Yes because you are 20 years old. 20 years old. And yes. so I would love for you to tell us, all of us, 
how did you get that cult following? Because one of the things that I think that is so important for entrepreneurs is to understand how to grow and how to market their business off social media. Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could have had Instagram and could have hired a blogger to promote my brand. Oh my gosh, how much easier it is now. But it was really all about grassroots guerrilla marketing, going to where the consumer was because I couldn't afford TV commercials, right? So we went where she was. Um, and there were places like naturallycurly.com where they actually review and they all day just talk curly hair products. And we were disseminating and shipping samples every day. We were getting the product in their hands. Once I knew that once you tried it, you would love it. So a substantial marketing budget towards samples is important when you're product-based, okay? So then you get repeat sales. So we promoted on naturalcoly.com with banner ads and other things where if you if you send us your, you know, a picture of your hair and submit to our newsletter, we'll send you a sample. And we grew our database that way. And then we also got the product in their hands. And they tried it and they loved it. So we we were able to kill two birds with one stone. We got the data to remarket and we got the product in their hand. They're going to rebuy. So that cycle kept going on and on and on and on and on. And we've always been the queens of, of sampling. And one other thing we did, well, we took that same community from Natural Curly and created our group of, we called them our super fans. And they were always involved. Our, so we call them our Curlistas. Um, our super fans are called Curlistas. And so we created a group of Curlistas that were testers of products before they actually went on the shelves. These Curlistas were so proud to be a part of that group that they, and they would each even put in their signatures, Curlista, you know, product sample for curls, and they would go on and be our mouthpieces. And it would just, whenever someone asked about products, they were referring us. And then from there, we created brand ambassadors. So we have over about 200 curls ambassadors throughout the nation. And those people are in different cities and they are actually at events, not, not just hair shows. I'm talking, if there's a Beyonce concert in Atlanta, Georgia, we have 10 girls in front of that concert, passing out samples. If there is a comedy show in Dallas, we've got five girls at the show sampling at intermission before and after. So the curls ambassadors are our foot soldiers and they're getting the product out. So th- those are kind of the ways and things that we've kind of used to help grow the brand. I just want to take a minute to say thank you. In just a few short months, this podcast has reached some incredible milestones, namely helping so many of you. From founding, growing, and selling my first company and now helping others to do the same, so many of you trust me right here on the podcast, but also through my classes, my one-on-one programs, and my social media. Your belief in me is so appreciated, and now I can help you to grow your own personal brand or your company's community through content, social media, partnerships, email, collaborations, and more. Just click the link in the show notes and fill out the form. Grab 30 minutes with me. We can chat, connect. I'd love to get to know you and your business and perhaps even have the chance to work with you. Thanks so much for being here. I want to mention that I didn't, to everyone listening, that I didn't know this about your brand going into this conversation because I talk about this all the time. And so, I mean, Mahisha's story is, that's how you grow a brand, clearly. I mean, she's had huge success, but everyone listening needs to take note because so many people even like today, and I know you said it would be so much easier to rely on social media or have that, but you wouldn't have just, you wouldn't have been able to build what you built just with social media. 
Right. Social right. media for you is the enhancer to yes. what you're doing right now. Yes. Right. Yes. And you talked all about community and that's, you know, I'm constantly pushing the importance of community. You were, you said we took the community from online and we yes. made curlistas and we made brand ambassadors. And what does that lead to? That leads to word of mouth marketing. Well, yes. how has word of mouth marketing fueled your success? Yes. And that's, it was all, I mean, with before social media, because now there's social media, but right. that's what the, the curlistas were doing for us. And that's what all the people that got samples were doing for us. They, they fell in love with the product and then they would be our, our mouthpieces on online to their friends or family. And think about the timing because we, now there are a lot more brands out there for curly hair, women of color. Um, but we were one of the original. So we were able to get a hold of, of this consumer, right? So there's trust with the curls brand. We've, we've created that level of trust 20 years in they've seen us, you know, so that's been, been beneficial. And then now we also are doing things on campuses. So we have curls on campus where we're dealing with girls that um, represent and they're our ambassadors at HBCU. So and all the different black, historically black college universities, we have teams. Which is just, it's so smart. And, yeah. you, and you said you, the other thing that you said at the top of our conversation was we went where she was. Mm, yes. And that is also so important is to know where your customer is and to meet her there and to yes. find her there. And yes. you did that with curly hair women, ethnic curly haired women, the way yes. I did that with pregnant women. Well, I mean, yeah, I found yeah. her, I went to maternity yes. stores, I went to prenatal workouts, I found her and you found her too. And that yes. is really what drives success. Yes. But but how has social media enhanced it for you? I'm really curious to to hear from your perspective, like like what it's done and how it's turned things even bigger and made things bigger for you. I think exposure it ramped it up. It, we were able to you know amplify our message quicker. You know, bottom line, um, we're able to reach more people. Uh, you know, we we while we were big and growing, then I mean now we have so many brand collaborations with with massive stars and, and celebrities. And then, you know, just, well, our following too, and our people, but we're connecting. We're very much connectors in social. So we'd like to connect with others and, and collaborate. We're, we're great at that. So it definitely has amplified our messaging and our exposure for sure. It hasn't taken away. I don't think it's, um, we don't rely. Uh, some people just rely on social media. We're not that company. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lot of people just have, you know, they, they'll launch a brand and just rely on social media. You have to have a full circle marketing yep. plan. I feel like you can't just have a social. It should be a piece of the pie. Thank and you that's for what saying wants. that. I mean, like literally, like you're you're saying what I say every day. Wow. You know, I mean, li- I mean, I, I on social media here on the podcast on my website all day, every day. All I say is you cannot just rely on social media. You cannot put all your eggs in one basket. It is. Yes. It is a full circle approach. You need yes. to have email. You need to have social yes. media. You need to have your website. You need to have yes. events. Yes. You need to have content and you need to make sure and you need to have partnerships and you need to make sure they're all working together. And if one right. piece of that puzzle is missing, it's not going to work. Right. Right. Don't rely on it alone. Yes. Definitely have a full fledged marketing plan. Where is Curl's beauty brand now from a business standpoint? What can you like? What can you share about how big you are? How many stores you're in? Where where people can find you? Is it? I mean, anything about your revenue? I'd love to put this into perspective because for those listening, I want to share that 
Mahisha on Instagram alone has like 460,000 followers. So like, I mean, this is a cult brand. Right now, I mean, year 20. This is the 20th year. I cannot believe that it's been 20 years, but we have done a lot in the last two decades. So not only is this a multi-million um, dollar company and brand, but we also have distribution over 400,000 um, locations. So those are individual like stores. That's Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Sally Beauty, um, HEB, beauty supply stores all over. Um, anywhere you can find products, you should be able to find curls. That's a massive feat because distribution doesn't just get given to you easily. You have nope. to earn it. And to maintain that shelf space is a whole nother deal. You have to continue to sell X amount of units per store per week, every day, every week, every month, every year. If you don't, you're gone. So 20 years, I think, I mean, it's a major accomplishment. Huge. 400,000 is yes. like, oh my God. And you should be so proud of yourself because when you, you think back to like, it's funny when I talk to founders on the, in this capacity a lot, a lot of times they tell me like, oh, you know, I really haven't like thought about my story in a long time. And like, you know, you were just telling me how you were, you know, this was your side hustle and you were yeah. working at Pfizer and you had an idea and you reinvested back into the business every dime that it made to create yeah. this. And you are now in 400,000 stores and it's yeah. been 20 years of 20 success. years and a lot of work. And that's amazing. So you should be so proud. Thank you. I mean, Thank really you. and truly, you should be so proud. You talked a little bit just now about shelf space and you, you mentioned competition before. You talked about being the original brand in this space. How have you dealt with the competition? Yeah. So, uh, yes, we started initially and it was four of us on NCAP. And now you go to that same store, Target, I don't know, 30 brands. Um, what I continue to do and how we continue to re remain relevant and thrive in this market is we continue to be number one, authentic with our consumer. We listen to her and we deliver what she wants, but our brand is known for producing, creating um, ingredient-based products with a story and marketing and clinical data. So for example, our number one hero collection is a blueberry collection. Blueberry Bliss um, Pearl Collection. Blueberry is clinically proven to restore damage, prevent breakage, and encourage hair growth. Then we have the vitamin C pop and pineapple. We have we have also our um, our professional line that has all about restoration. Then we have um, the new collection that's all about protecting your hair under your wig weaver or extensions, which is hair under there. All the ingredients and all the purposes that we work with, they're all about um, helping you along your journey. So your curls can do whatever we make sure that our ingredients have not been overused in our market because a lot of people in our category will use coconut oil to death or use olive oil, shea butter. I mean, you see it all the time, but we, we're unique with our ingredient stories. So you'll see us being the only one that will, you know, manufacture or formulate with like our CMOS, which is the newest collection. The only one in that line in our, in our stores that has CMOS. Only one with blueberry, only one with vitamin C, pineapple. So unique stories, clinical data, great marketing story, and and we and they always have to perform. You That's mentioned our recipe. you hired a cosmetic chemist when you were uh, at Pfizer to help uh -huh. you out. But how else did you like? know how to start a product. And I think that's like, that's a question a lot of people have, right? Because so many people have an idea for a product and they just, 
a lot of those ideas, unfortunately, sit idle because people don't know what to do with the ideas or where to go or right. Call. Right. It's a product. So, yeah. So for me, okay. So I knew I wanted to create a hair care product. I didn't know where to go. Like you said. So I started researching and, um, I knew I needed someone, a chemist, right? So I searched cosmetic chemists and I saw there was a industry of cosmetic chemists, right? A network. And I went to that network and, and saw a database of them, interviewed them and found the one I wanted. Um, and from there, he educated me on a lot of things. Like I knew what I didn't want in the products. Like I didn't want silicones or I didn't want parabens and some things I knew were bad for your hair. But then he helped me learn what I needed in them and what I should do. And he helped me navigate that new process. And then he sent me samples back and forth. And so it was really research. And then I found him and I worked together and he taught me a lot. So, you know, for any, any industry, whether you want to, you know, be a toy maker or if you want to go down and make, I don't know, clothing, if you want to be a clothing designer, you start with research and then, and then get a mentor as well. So research your industry, find out how, you know, what you need to do, who the players are, get your mentor, and then just get going one step at a time. Um, no matter what it is, like I, you know, I have a lot of different dreams and I, beyond beauty. So I'm going to kind of be starting all over myself. So yeah, it was, it starts with research. Who was your first retailer? Target. I mean, oh that God, is that was, amazing. Come that on. That is the like most amazing experience. So what happened? Like what happened? So you have this chemist, you finally, you finally formulate a product, you make the product. What, like what happened And target? I mean, like target is like a pie in the sky for so many. Amazing. Products. So amazing. Well, I was on, let me be clear. I was on, E online only for a while, e-commerce space for the first like six years. Okay. And then we were considered underground. This is before social media. And then the buyer, Linda Sullivan, who I always give credit to, and I still adore to this day, blonde hair, blue-eyed buyer for ethnic hair, Linda Sullivan. She saw her <laughs> sales were declining. She was selling relaxers. And so she called me and, and four other brands into, or three other brands into a meeting separately and she she was ahead of the curve. Like she literally got this market going, not the ethnic product, but the newly natural curly hair aisles. She started this whole thing with her trial of curls and three other brands. She put us on an end cap. She said, here are 105 stores you're going to be in on an end cap. We'll try you out. If you do well, we'll continue to grow with you and, and keep it going. If not, we'll send your stuff back and go along your way. Well, we all did phenomenally well together. So we went from 100 doors to 300, 600, 900 in the nationwide. And along the way, the other brands or stores that I pitched before that said no were calling me. So Walmart was calling me. Sally Beatty was calling me. All the other stores wanted the Curls brand after that. But it was Linda Sullivan who gave us a chance. And I always, always, always give her. You never forget the people who gave you the chances early on, right? I mean, love her. She's still at Target too. Love her. Um, And she, five minutes into my, presentation. She's out. Take everything you have. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast. As I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast, Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. 
Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. That is a testament to you and to your product, because even though you were fine, you were online for six years, you were obviously doing well online. You were selling to probably many, many thousands, if not millions of people Uh online, and you built a reputation and you built the trust and you built the community. And that's how she found you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she, I mean, it's hard to get in retail, especially without any agree. But we didn't have any retail experience at that point. So she was, she gave us our chance Which and we amazing. walked it out. And so for that reason, I mean, Target has a special place in my heart. Like it really does. It's, it's so funny because, you know, I've like said a couple of similarities as we've talked. Target was one of my first really big partners at Bump Club as well. Even though I was a service-based business, Target got wind of what we were doing in the baby space and they wanted to build community among their registry. And they called us and we developed a test program first in two markets, then in 2025 markets. And that was the catalyst for my sale. The company who bought me, bought me because of my relationship with Target. They wanted with baby at Target. They were doing beauty with Target, the agency that bought me. And they wanted baby and they couldn't get in because you need to be a trusted source in baby. You can't just be whoever, you know, I mean, we had a program that was working. And so we ended up taking that program from 20 stores in the year before we were acquired to we were supposed to do it in 300 doors in March of 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. But within days, we turned it into an online program that elicited millions of of users Wow. And yeah. And so that was like our, that was like, I will, and I will never forget Anne because yes. Anne gave us that chance and she allowed Bump Club to get on the map. And I'm not going to say yes. her last name. She's not at Target anymore. So I want to respect her privacy, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I will never forget that that same thing with you that. Oh yes. Never, never. Linda, she was amazing. So you got to you got to um, really give kudos to those pe- those Lindas and Ann's in the world, right? Who recognize yes. a good product or a good service or a trusted brand when they see it. So, yes, those are the good ones, right? Yes. She was amazing. Yes. So, OK, I, we talked so much about your business. And and one of the things that I want to talk about with you as well, and I know I mentioned this before we got on, is that you don't just run Curls Beauty Brand. I mean, you do so much more um, and you do a lot to help other women. And that is something that also, you know, I, I hold that near and dear to my heart because that is in the core of everything that I do. I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you support women and especially how you support women through your black women making millions Academy, because I think it is an amazing resource and something that a lot of people can benefit from. Sure. And I, you know, one thing I have to say is that I get, I get questions a lot. Well, why, what about men? Well, and why not, you know, other people of color or other ethnicities? Um, I've personally been connected to helping women of color, Black women specifically, achieve success because um, there's so many barriers 
for us. And I, since I've learned a lot, I want to take my resources, my information, my access, my knowledge, my time, talent, and treasures to help. So I had a show on OWN, Mind Your Business with Mahisha. And Oprah wanted that show because she saw that there was a need. So women of color have businesses on the rise 300% up right? But less than 4% will see the million dollar mark. That's a huge gap to bridge. So anything I can do to help that, I do. So one of the things I do is like a lot of online mentoring. Um, I had the show which helped women and it's still being played so people can watch it and rerun and syndication and watch it over and over with different lessons that you can take back from them. But one thing I'm very vested in and I do on a regular basis, I created um, Black Women Making Millions Academy. Now this academy was created after the show wrapped because I couldn't mentor everyone that was calling me. I got so many calls after the show wrap. Emails, <laughs> calls, text messages, and you know, it was only one of me. So I put the show on steroids and created an in-person pre-COVID um, four-day conference. And we had three different tracks. The first track was a startup, brand new company that need help, needs help from everything from top to bottom. The come up um, was for someone that had a business, they were needing help growing it. And then the blow-up track, was for businesses that wanted to pitch for funding. So we were in California, four days, three different tracks, breakout sessions, classes, the whole full schedule every day with evening events. It was just amazing, phenomenal. We had panels and breakout sessions. It was just, oh, everything. And then after that, we went from that big, those big nationals to regional, local. And right now we are um, all virtual. But next year, we're going back to our big in-person uh, event, which will be in Atlanta, Georgia. Amazing. Amazing. I love you can like feel your passion for what you do outside of curls, just in you telling that story. I mean, you. you know, I mean, it's very clear that what you do as a founder and as an entrepreneur extends far beyond just your company and your brand. And absolutely. And I commend you so much for that because I know that it takes a lot to not just like run a company, but also yes. maintain a personal brand and be a mentor. Yes. To millions of people. It's important. I feel my mother always raised me with the knowledge and importance of giving back to who much is given, much is required. That is my self personal mantra. And so I try to do that whenever I can. And, you know, I, I believe in karma, no matter what you believe in. There's a karmic law of reaping and sowing. No matter what your personal beliefs are, this, this, it will never, it will never not happen. Sowing and reaping, whatever you put out there is what you get back and you get it, you know, tenfold. So I believe in planting good seeds I think and harvesting. Kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally say that all the time. Like I, so many things that you've said here, I say, I mean, I say all the time, like, like serve, show up and serve. It comes yes. back to you tenfold. Like, yes, I literally say those words. Oh my God. All the time. And I oh believe it and I feel it. And I yes. feel that that's happened to me. I, I know in the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that you put everything back into the business in terms of the money that you make, that you made. Mm -hmm. Did you ever take investments? Did you ever fundraise? Did you ever? No. Well, actually I, I back then it wasn't as easy for women of color, people of color to get you know, venture capitalist funds, small business loans, any of that. It was really hard. Now it's a lot easier for us, but I had great personal credit and I could not get a small business loan to save my life. So I know I had to use my own personal funds. And um, that's why I started a lot smaller because I used my personal savings and had to grow it organically and slower over time. 
Yeah. Also at the top of the conversation, you talked about your bout with corporate racism. And that was like a catalyst for you doing what you are doing today. And if you could go back and say to that person one thing, yeah, what would it be? Well, I already have. Okay. <laughs> I found them on Facebook. <laughs> well, I hope that you said, look at me now. I, I said, I, I found them on Facebook um, and I just said a two word message. Google me. And um, he read it and then he blocked me. So <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. And I yeah. and I share that because similar but different. I had a boss at Hearst where I was working when I had my daughter. Yeah. And she found out that I had started this company mm. over maternity leave. And she mm. was not a mother. Every mother on the floor of Hearst where I worked had a day at home. And when I came back, I said, well, I would like a day at home. And she said, you're not getting a day at home because I found out you have a, you have a company, you have a side hustle. And if I ever find out that you're working on it on my time, there's going to be repercussions. And that was my catalyst. Wow. Wow. For me to say, okay, we're done. And, you know, she later was let go. And, um, and, you know, and I don't have to say, look at me now because she, and I are connected on LinkedIn. Ah, I do, but I do yeah. bring up, I bring this up a lot. And, and I think it's just so important because it all goes back to how you treat people. Yes. That's so short-sighted. That is so short-sighted. Oh my gosh. But you were, I mean, you were the receiver of something so short-sighted as well. Yeah. Like, well, that was ingrained, you know, that that's unfortunate for a woman to treat another woman like that. You know, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, but it's really unfortunate for a person to treat another person the way that you were treated as well. So yeah, it's true. Different time, different, you know, I can see your hesitation, but in terms of like the, like, but no one should be. No, no. I mean, I agree with you. I'm saying that my hesitation, I think is because I've dealt with this so much. You know, and not everyone is this way because I, I, you know, I meet a lot of great people and I don't go lead with that thinking that that person is. But I've had enough experiences to go, okay, so this is, in essence, a fact of life for me. So what I've done is taken the lemons that I've been dealt and made the best lemonade money can buy. I can't. And you have. I mean, it's like I like to 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 hear a story like yours that you had that. And that was what you said at the top, that this this pushed you to think of other opportunities because you needed to bring in money for your family. Yes. And you took a shitty, shitty situation and you built an empire. And that is amazing. That's that's that gave me the motivation to be better than what I was going to settle for. Um, and just uh, my my goal and purpose for everyone that I mentor, everyone that I help, my children, you know, all my attendees in my academy that don't don't wallow in what you don't have or your disadvantage or whatever, you know, obstacles you have. Use that to propel you to drive forward. And that's what I did, because you can either wallow in it and just fall back. And what was me? Or you can activate and go after and make your make your life what you want it to be. So what's next for Curls and what's next for Mahisha? So Curls, we, we have a lot. Um, 
We're going into tools now. So we have hair wraps to help dry without frizz, dry your hair. Um, and tools and new products. We have a CMOS collection, which is full of 92 minerals and vitamins that your hair needs. Amazing new collection, inspired by my travels with Turks, but the beach waves, but the enhancement of the hair and the shine, definition, conditioning, and whole amazing collection. We have also a new, we're going to the pro area. We've always been retail. So now we're going to professional lines, right? So we're going to be in a professional market. So, so much coming up for me. Oh my gosh. Well, now that I have this, you know, my Academy on, on steroids now, I'm also doing um, a mogul, Mahisha's next mogul program. Every three months, I'll announce a different um, mentee that will be able to go with me, track, you know, shadow me, go to meetings, get one-on-one counseling and coaching for me. So that Mahisha's mogul program is starting. Um, and then I have some other, you know, ideas that are floating around that I'm going to figure out which one I'm going to pull from the sky and work on because I always have all these ideas, but there's so many. So I have to figure out which one I want to go after and tackle first. It's the, that's the hardest part of being an yeah. entrepreneur is like your wheels are spinning all the time and you want to do everything. And all the time, I know you have an amazing <laughs> team behind you, but even so you cannot do everything and you cannot be everything to everyone. So yeah. What would you tell someone who's getting started with their own company? What are three things that you would say to them you have to do? Okay. Thank you for that question. Number one, um, because I hope, please hear me when I say planning to, failing to plan is planning to fail. I'll say that again. Failing to plan is planning to fail. So you have to make sure you do create a robust business plan. You have to have that roadmap. If you don't have a roadmap to success, how are you going to get there? Please do so. Number two, well, probably 1A, have your marketing plan as well. I want you also to do your due diligence and make sure that you research your market in and out, your competition, your market pricing, where you should be, what the environment's like, who your customer is, know your customer backwards and forwards. That's going to be important for you to know how, when you need to pivot, if you need to pivot, who you're selling to, how you want to sell to them, where do you find them? All the things you want to know, you should just really get really granular with that piece, okay? Get really ingrained with your consumer and the market and the industry. And I also want you to walk away thirdly. Um, people say this all the time, but this is so key. Um, just get yourself a mentor. It will help prevent a lot of roadblocks, prevent like a lot of obstacles you can face, failure. I had a mentor that helped save me a lot of money because I was overpaying for my bottles. And this mentor connected me with his supplier and his supplier gave me my mentor's pricing. Simple things like that can help you beyond the knowledge because you need a lot of knowledge, but you'll get those relationships and the access you need. And I, early on, I had a hard time asking for help. I learned quickly on, I probably need a little help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't try to go it alone. Put yourself in the door. Mahisha Dellinger, founder of Curls Beauty Brand. I'm so grateful to have connected with you. I, yes. I, I mean, this has been such a great conversation and I'm so excited to share your story with our listeners. So thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your knowledge Absolutely. and for everything. Absolutely. Thank you for the time. And don't forget, I need to send you some products because we have the best curl hair products. And I want you to try them. Can't all. wait to try them. Thank you. I told you that this conversation was amazing and I know I was not lying. There were so many takeaways from today's episode. So take out your pen and paper and don't forget to subscribe to my email list because I will be sending out the takeaways in an email 
straight to your inbox. Here we go. Number one, go where your customer is. Find her and go to her or him. Put the product in their hands wherever they are. Sampling is so important when you are a product-based company. Number two, word of mouth marketing can take your brand to another level. Rely on your customers, utilize their feedback, urge them to share. Put your best customers to work for you to spread the word. Number three, don't only rely on social media. You have to have a full circle marketing plan. Social media should be just a piece of the pie. Number four, whatever you put out there is what you get back and you will get it back tenfold. Plant good seeds and harvest them. Number five, Failing to plan is planning to fail. You have to make sure you create a robust business plan and a roadmap to success. Number six, know your market in and out. Know the pricing, the environment, your customer. This will help you to know when to pivot, where to sell, and ultimately where to find your customer. Number seven, find a good mentor. This helps prevent roadblocks and failure. I hope that you loved today's conversation as much as I did. Please make sure you check out all the links in the show notes for where to find Mahisha and Curls. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you take out your phone, scroll all the way down and click that five-star rating or leave Dear Founder a review. When you do that, other people easily find us. And that is the key here. They will find us more easily. So if you could leave us a review, that would be so, so, so grateful. I would be so grateful. If you know someone who wants to start their own business or who has an idea, please make sure you text them this episode or share it in your stories. Tag Lindsay Pinchuk and I will be sure to share some of those to say thank you. Thank you again for joining us today for another episode of Dear Found Her. Stay tuned. We have a new episode coming your way every Tuesday and Thursday. 